right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Uh, yeah, we're rolling. Let's get this party started. <laughs> it's started. The party has started. The party has started. It's Friday morning. It's sunny, but foggy as you know what. Yeah, I was about. this morning. You know the joke that they have online that the nerds will do, like Los Angeles, I am in you, <laughs> and uh, t-shirt, I am in you. And this morning I was like, fog, I am. Wait a minute, where am I? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I looked out my window and I could literally see like the fence in my backyard, and that was about it. Oh, which is good because you don't even have a fence. <sighs> anyway, but I'm <laughs> so it's going to be one of those kind of mornings. <laughs> kind of. Well, yeah. So I'm in a, a bit of a dippy mood. A dippy. Yeah, I've been up early. Up early. Oh. I'm having coffee now, so it should be fine. Okay. So by the end of the show, we'll be like, zing. Hi. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what were you doing so early this morning? Um, actually, I was filming a segment for the Saints wrap-up show. It's the final show of the season. Actually, it's the final show of the year. The next one won't be until August of next year. Um, and uh, Bruce Parker, the idiot, Carol, wanted to do an in- a couple interviews with the new president, Tom Evans. And so got to see his new office, which Ooh. is in St. Charles. Gorgeous, gorgeous, you know, beautiful wood paneling, just mm. fantastic office. And he's such a great guy. So it was fun. But, it, you know, it was early. And they're morning people. I'm not. I'm trying to be nice. Cause <laughs> Were I'm you like, behind Ugh. the camera? Yes, very much so. <laughs> Luckily. Uh, yeah, I, I try not to be in front of the camera. <laughs> like, I'm okay on the microphone. and eh, I don't want to be so on much. the camera. No. So you're not really a morning person then? No. Right. No. And you yeah, want bright-eyed and bushy-tailed? Catch yourself the time in the morning. Well. <laughs> 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 That's why it's called This Ends Well, Kelson. <laughs> Oh, well. Well, I'm well as well. Mm, good. Um, is it not early for you? Oh, it's early. Oh, I mean, so we usually do this at either. 9, so 10.30 is not too bad. But <sighs> I had one of those mornings where I woke up slowly, and then my girlfriend came and wanted to cuddle. And I was like, okay, well, I'll stay in bed I'll, a bit longer. I'll, I'll wake up slower. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so, anyways, I'm here. It's Friday. I'm excited for um, a couple weeks of quieter um, downtime over the holidays. Well, that'll be nice. nice. And then January 1st, well, is it the second that everything goes nuts or do we actually make, we it don't start until the, the 7th. Oh, really? Yeah. It starts the Monday, you know, after the new year and new year's falls on like a Tuesday or something weird. So yes, my yes. birthday would be the eighth. So, second day of the session, mm-hmm. I will not be here, because I will be in Vegas. <laughs> Did you decide to go to Vegas? I think so. I haven't bought tickets yet, but I have to drive my niece out to Portland, because she's moving out there, and my sister doesn't want her driving her car across country, and so she's like, can you drive with her? And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. So, I'll be flying out of Portland, and I think I'll just do Portland to Vegas, and then Vegas to either Bozeman or, Great, or Missoula. Nice. Or Great Falls. How did I miss that you had a sister? I have two sisters. Oh. Mm. So you always talk about your dad and mom, but I haven't really heard about your sister. Well, my youngest sister, Trisha, lives in, in Oregon. She's mm. been out there. When my when my parents moved, uh, long story short, my parents moved to Portland at one point. And my, Kevin 101. My That's sisters were right young enough that they really, you know, Portland is their home versus, okay. my, versus Helena, where I graduated. So they're older school. than you. They're younger. Oh. Younger. And um, so my sister, Bridget, who has been living here... Um, we have an iffy relationship. I don't love her to death, but she's crazy. <laughs> Hi, Bridget. <laughs> uh, anyway, she's, uh, she's moving back out to Portland. And my youngest sister, Trisha, has been living out there the whole time. And my youngest sister has a husband and three little boys. And mm. Bridget has Kirsten, who's my niece, who's 16 and drives. And wow. that's very odd. And she lives here? Yeah. Well, then they're moving out to Portland. So, um, 
Yeah, so I'm driving her out there. It'll be fun. It'll mm. be a fun trip. Get to nice. catch up with Denise and find out what's going on in her life. 16-year-olds are fascinating to talk to. I know. Well, it was funny because I found out she was dating, and I was like, hmm, interesting. Mm. And autocorrect gave her boyfriend a uh, nickname. Hmm. Yeah, I can't remember what it is. Mayonnaise or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, because she had texted her mom with, can I stay? Can I head over to his house? But his, his name got autocorrected to something else like mayonnaise. <laughs> so, that, so now that's what you call That's his nickname. Nice. That's uh, funny. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yeah. So Christmas break is going to be nice because I'll be busy. What are you doing over Christmas break? Working. Yeah. I have a couple websites to do and some other random stuff going on and mm. preparing for the session and trying to line up guests for Politic Boom, which has taken a, an unexpectedly long hiatus, but it's been kind of nice because <laughs> I just don't want to talk about politics right now. Nobody it's, does, Kevin. It's, it's Nobody making me does. crazy. Yeah. And like... Everybody uh, needed a break. You know, I was driving here and I was thinking... All the yards went from yard sign a palooza to like Christmas Inflatable explosion. Christmas crap palooza. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so now all the people that tried to compete with each other for yard signs now have all those inflatable things that don't really survive too well in this in this rugged terrain with the wind and such. Yeah. But and definitely people are all blinged out in their yards with Christmas stuff. It, yeah. Well, so and nobody it, wants to talk about politics. Right. And it feels kind of like Christmas actually is here in a nice way, as opposed to the snowstorm that we got in November, which felt like winter was just going to kick our ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's actually pleasant. Yes. It's mm-hmm. kind of nice. Do you ski? I do. Downhill cross country. Not cross country. I oh, mean, who see, cross country skis? I, I have several friends who do it, and I just look at them. It's like, I think well, that's I'm, crazy. Yeah, it's like, congratulations, you would win the Baton Death March. Yeah, the whole point for me being outside is if I'm going to be outside in the cold, I better be moving very fast mm. and you know whipping down a hill. Now, granted, I haven't skied for a long time because um, I don't have skis anymore. No. Uh. I uh, don't know if I've ever told you about the story about me losing all my stuff. I think I told you on yes. Politic Tick Boom. Yeah, that was actually yeah. the first episode of Politic Tick Boom way back in February of this exactly. year. Exactly. Hmm. So once upon a time, I had really nice skis, and I just haven't gotten around to getting new ones because they're expensive. Does Jen ski? I don't think so. Oh. Yeah. Maybe she's, would, she seems like she might be a snowboarder. Yeah, we would probably both... I think she maybe she does ski. We just haven't skied yet together, but we uh, haven't been dating we should in winter go. time. Yeah, we should go. I like skiing, and I definitely want to try to snowboard. But um, I think I've I'll, tried to snowboard. I don't ever want to try that again. Yeah, because there's one thing I don't like to do, and that's put my face into the snow at high <laughs> velocity, and that seems to be what snowboarding is all about. Well, I have really good balance, so <laughs> that wasn't that's not my problem. I have pretty good balance too. Yeah, problem is I had nailed my feet to a board. <laughs> Right, and I've and heard that. And when you that, try to adjust because um, your balance gets slightly off, you then fall on your face. Yeah, I've heard that you definitely want to wear butt padding because you spend a lot of time falling on your butt. Yeah, well, they spend a lot and of time sitting. I don't have sitting. a butt, so I need extra padding. <laughs> they have a lot of. They spend a lot of time sitting, and mm. I'm like, this is not fun. I mean, mm. at skiing, I get you know, it's like, well, I've put two things to elongate my feet and make me <laughs> swift down the mountain. And you have the arm, the poles. poles. Yeah, yes, ski poles. Mm. Got it. It's been a while. (laughs) So yeah, I definitely think, you know, I feel like I'm coming out of this long, dark winter, otherwise known as running for office for a year. And I'm like, Ooh, I get to have hobbies again. And maybe I can ski again. And like, I'll have a life this winter as opposed to I haven't for a while. So yeah, well, you know, session is going to be here, so it's going to take a lot out of people, but yeah, and it does, but I have a a lobbyist who's going to be carrying most of our legislation. And so um, Sorry, both Marty and I need to leave. Oh, all right. I'm going to pause the show. We'll be right back. 
Da, 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 da. You know, we totally need sponsors. We do. <laughs> Carl I'm, and who's the other guy? Marty. And that Marty. way we could that way we could take a break because I have no idea where we were. <laughs> I have no idea what we were talking about. Well, anyways, for those of you who weren't um, here, uh, I'm gonna put a musical in. We just there. <laughs> we just moved cars in the parking lot. Uh, it's delightful. Yes. So uh, yeah, I think skiing. I, skiing. Yeah. Maybe. Skiing. Yeah. Winter mm. break. Skiing winter break session. Right. Craziness. Yes. They have doubled down on the crazy. They have doubled Ugh. down. We're going to put the crazies in charge, and we're going to uh, let them run the insane asylum. All right. <laughs> we'll see how that works. Yeah, it should be interesting. I don't know, though. The crazier it gets, the more kind of, like, resigned I get, you know? So, at some point, the crazier, you know, the crazier the bills are they introduce, the more I'm just like, well, this is a shit show. Yep. You know, and there's only. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Kelsey Young no longer running for right. office calls them like she sees them. And so, really, I mean, how much energy do you want to expend getting caught up in every piece of the shit show as opposed to, you know, trying to realize that um, inevitably a lot of those things won't go anywhere? You know what I mean? Like, Steve Bullock is going to have to be prepared. For I'm I'm I think we need a passing of the veto brand ceremony yeah, because I exactly. think that's what's going to happen. I think absolutely they're all. But see, that's the thing is like, how much can we really impact? Right. I mean, if they have majorities in most committees, well, in all committees, but if they have significant majorities, if they have majorities on the House and Senate floor, then you know the game is to try to make the best policy you can. Right. So even if you feel like a bill is going to pass and you don't like it, you try to make it the best you can. Right. But so much of what they're doing is just total wackadoo that you really can't make that good. You know, so ultimately you have to go up there every day over and over again and say, this is bad policy. This is bad policy. But will you be able to impact it only if you can get the constituents out in the world to like freak out and get crazy about it because otherwise they're all going to end up on Bullock's desk. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Um, one of the things that I think is funny. So I have my pet bill, which I think is actually, and I didn't ask for it to be in there because I haven't talked to anybody yet. And I figured uh -huh. it could be one of the seven that they still get to propose because everybody's holding those back, but I know it's already in there because it's been in there apparently every session since the beginning of time, which is the mm -hmm. getting us off of daylight savings time. Yep. And it's always carried by a Republican. It's kind of seen as a wackadoo thing, but I think I can get a couple of Democrats behind it this time uh -huh. because the truth of the matter is it's ridiculous that we do daylight savings time. Now I think what that is we your passion about it for. Uh, it it disturb it. Okay, I lived in Phoenix for mm -hmm. five years, and Arizona doesn't do daylight savings time. Okay. And part of the reason Arizona doesn't do daylight savings time is because they're so far south that their days are basically the same in the winter and the summer, and it's always seven hundred and four degrees. Right. Um, and you're wearing shorts. <coughs> That's basically what it is. Uh, but the big thing is, is that daylight savings time would come around and. Arizona didn't have any of the productivity problems that every other place that goes on to and off of daylight savings time has. Mm -hmm. You know, they have a week where everybody else is missing meetings. They're not getting their stuff together. People aren't coming in on time. People are tired. Their days are screwed up. Their body clocks are screwed up. Their lunch is at the wrong time. All of these things are going on and it affects their productivity for a week at least. Uh -huh. Twice a year. Twice a year. So out of 52 weeks that we have, we get two weeks of vacation, you're down to 50, and then you get two more that are just screwed up because somebody decided, well, we're going to take an hour from the beginning of the day and put it at the end of the day because that'll make the day longer because I can't do math. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> and I'm doing meth, apparently. That's the only thing that, you know, could make sense. I don't understand where it came from. It's just, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Now, I can understand why you wouldn't necessarily want your days to be equal in the morning and the afternoon. So noon, you know, the sun directly above your head is noon, mm-hmm. you know, in the sundial clock. But, um... Yeah, and we generally fudge that a little bit anyway. Well, with daylight savings time, we definitely fudge that because we move it so that noon is a little bit earlier mm-hmm. so that, you know, we have a little bit longer day. So it's lighter at night. Right. And so I'm thinking what we do in Montana is we need to actually go on to daylight savings time in 2013. The spring of 13, we go on to daylight savings time. Fall comes around. We don't fall back. Mm-hmm. We stay on it because these people who are like, well, it's dark in the morning. Dude, it's dark at 830. Just Mm -hmm. FYI, it's going to be dark in the morning at 6 a.m. no matter what. Mm -hmm. You know, for you morning people who are like, but I like to see the sunrise. You can. It's at 7. Just (laughs) you'll still be up. Right. (laughs) You're morning people. I might even be up because then it'll be at (laughs) 8. So how would that work though when you're the only state that doesn't do it? Like no, how did we it work? Be the only state. So Arizona no, I know, doesn't but do how, it. How did or Arizona fit with other states around it then? Because well, half the year they're on California time, half the year they're on Nevada time. No mm-hmm. big deal. And actually, they're consistent, so it's much easier to deal with. Basically, we would just go to half the year we'd be on North Dakota time, half the year we'd be on Utah time. Mm-hmm. Big deal. And it'd be fine. Mm-hmm. You know, the big thing is, is that, you know, they were talking about how, well, it's important for the, I love this one. It's important for the farmers because, you know, they need to make sure that they get to the cows at the right time. Just guess what? The cows don't have a clock. (laughs) The cows do not, cattle do not use stopwatches. (laughs) I thought usually the Republican that carries it is usually like a farmer rancher guy. Yeah, he is usually. Right. You know, and so it's like, I just need the Democrats to go, yes, you know what? It'll help our productivity, and it really will. It would help our productivity. It gets rid of something that absolutely, in this day and age, does nothing for us. Mm -hmm. It doesn't save on energy. It doesn't do any of those things that it used to do. I mean, lights used to take a lot of electricity, and electricity used to be very hard to generate. It's uh, fairly easy to make anymore. Mm -hmm. We got water that does it. Mm -hmm. You know, so... uh, Where did it come from? When did it first start? Well... It, it's got an interesting history. Some of it came from during the war. They wanted to extend it so that daylight was in the evening because people were working during the day and then they'd have time with their families and they wouldn't have to use electricity. Again, it's the whole conserving mm-hmm. energy because we're at war and blah, 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 blah. And then it's it's part of government is a ratchet. Once it does something, it can never back off it, even though it should. Mm-hmm. And it just needs to back off it because it doesn't help us anymore. It doesn't do any good. And what it is is we just need to go, okay, our for Montana, it'd be smarter. Like right now, it gets dark at 4 o'clock. Right. But if we had stayed on daylight savings time, that would be 5. Mm-hmm. And that would be great. And yeah, it, do, it means that it doesn't get light until 8.30 in the morning. But guess what time it gets light right now? 8.30 in the morning! <laughs> <laughs> Kevin has an opinion about this, ladies and I do have an opinion, but I also think it'd be a good bill to do because from a logical standpoint, it is something that the state doesn't need to do. We don't need to adjust this. It's very easy for everybody in technology to write simple code that goes, Montana has a new time zone called Montana, and it will stay on it, Mm -hmm. and it will be Montana forever. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'd be an hour off of uh, Arizona, and we'd be consistent with them all the time. And it'd be a way for the legislature to work together on something that makes sense from both sides. From the Republican side of it, it's getting rid of a government policy that is absolutely useless at this point mm-hmm. and actually does harm that it's, it shouldn't do. Because the productivity that we lose, because it affects our ability to get to work on time, to get to our meetings on time, to do everything in those two weeks mm-hmm. correctly, 
you know, that costs us money. Mm -hmm. That costs us the ability to make money, which costs us the ability to get paid well. That costs us the ability to be taxed at a higher level. That costs <laughs> government money. It's just ridiculous. Mm -hmm. It's stupid. It needs to go away. So Republicans should be okay with that. And from a Democrat side, yeah, it costs us productivity, which costs us the ability to make money where, so we can pay our taxes <laughs> so that we can do the social programs Two that we need warning. to do. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> See now, if you were really a legislator, you would uh, be getting your two-minute warning, right? On and the that's, House and, floor. And so I, say, I just pretended like we were actually there. And I would say, you know. <laughs> And what needs to happen on both sides of the aisle is just come together and say, this is a good policy to get mm -hmm. rid of. It is a good thing It would be best to us. change it at the federal level, obviously. Yeah, but it's one of those things where, look, if Montana can get its act together and start leading instead of being crazy, there's always going to be people who have crazy ideas. Mm -hmm. I'm one of them. I like crazy ideas. Crazy ideas are how we make really good change in the world. Right. Crazy ideas are how the light bulb came about. Crazy ideas are how computers came about. Right. Crazy ideas are a great thing. However... Sometimes you have to go in. Probably not now. <laughs> this, however, isn't so a crazy isn't, idea. Most we other countries do don't have it, right? Oh, no. Most countries do. They do? Yeah. See, because they that, follow our lead. Well, I thought, like, my friend lives in England. And, and there's they have a, daylight savings time. Are you sure? Uh-huh. They because do it two weeks before us. They still do the old dates. Interesting. Because I thought there was a period of time where she was, like, eight hours ahead of me. And then sometime period in the year, she's only seven. So uh, I thought that they weren't on time. Like well, it depends on where she savings. is, but yeah, no, they do they do daylight savings time as well. Huh. And uh, but they do it different weeks. So there's two weeks where they're only seven hours or six hours off from us. Wow. You know, so it's ridiculous. And it's like pff, the sun hasn't changed. The planet is just turning, and we and we all need apparently to get, it get a like randomly pick what time it is. Right. And it's not like I have decided it's eight o'clock. I have decided that it's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Drinks for everyone. Exactly. So that's what I, I think it would be a great policy that everybody could kind of agree on and uh, be a part of and come together and work together. And it'd be a great bipartisan thing for everybody to do, which is good for the legislature to get a grip on. This is possible, even though we're coming at it for different ideologies. We can do this together. Yeah, we're not going to have any, we're in this together this session. Well, I mean, maybe I little things like this, but I'm just saying, like, overall, it's not going to be, we're in this together, unfortunately. Well. Despite all the fact that all those Republicans and Democrats ran on platforms of saying, you know, I want to build bipartisan support for blah, 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 and we'll come together and politics aside, and that's not what it'll be like. Well, and anybody who says, anybody who runs and says, well, I'd like to put politics aside, then you know what? Don't run for office. Because you're running Hello. for political office, so you really have to be politic. That's the politic tick. Boom. Boom. <laughs> so, what other sorts of uh, oh, I finally remembered what we were talking about. Yes, we were talking about you have a lobbyist. I do. Well, my coworker Sarah will be our primary lobbyist. I've been the primary lobbyist for oh, the last Sarah K. Rossi. Yeah, the delightful um, Sarah K. Rossi. Yes, I've been the lobbyist for the last one, two, three, four, four sessions. Oh, nice. Um, and Sarah helped me last time, but was new. So this time she'll be our primary, and I'll be kind of more of a backup, which is great because that means I still get to do my other job, which is being the director of a nonprofit.
profit. Right. Um, it's kind of hard to do all of that. So hopefully I'll have a little well, bit more be good. free time. And I know that you got asked, actually, to help with some other lobbying that's going yeah. on. Plus, your mom's going to be lobbying. Yes. And, I mean, I'll be up there all your the time. Your mom is adorable. But... <laughs> yes, she is. She cracks me up. We had SantaCon we did. on Saturday. That was fun. It was fun. I was so glad you ended up staying in town. Well, and you know what? I'm kind of glad I went. I didn't go the last two times it happened in Helena. Like, the first time it happened, I was sick. Uh-huh. Which doesn't happen very often. But when I'm sick, I stay away from people. Because right. you think I'm crumpy in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that was not good. And then uh, last year, I was actually in Rome. Was it last year? No, that was two years ago, I guess. it was. Yeah, it was two years ago that I was in Georgia. 2010. Oh, right. That was the year I was in Georgia. Last year, I was sick. I thought you were saying, like, Rome, Italy. Mm-mm. Rome, Georgia for the Carol game. Yeah. You had me there for a second. No, it was 2010. I had so been either. Yeah, it was, I was sick in 10, and then I was I was in the Rome, Georgia game last year. So our friend Tom started it three years ago. And he's actually going to SantaCon tomorrow in Portland. They left last night. Uh, He and Tim and Mike and Corey. Awesome. Well, this was my first SantaCon. Are in Tim's (laughs) second Ford Focus. (laughs) (laughs) Who has two Ford Focuses? Well, the numbers have really um, bumped. So the first couple years, it was just a few people. And this year, there was a lot of people. Yeah, it was like, I guess it was like 2025 the first year. And last year was like 40 people. And this year was like 70 it yeah, was packed. At least. And it was fun. And there's this whole crowd of people that are basically, everybody's dressed as Santa or some sort of Christmas theme, except for, well, I guess it's still a Christmas theme. Nick Griffith shows up as the <laughs> ghost of Christmas future. Right. And he's a little goth kid and he's wearing a bunch of makeup. He's like, I get to play with eyeshadow. Yay! <laughs> and I get to kiss everybody on the cheeks with black lips. And, and, and it didn't leave a mark except for on several people who are now dead. well i had fun i decided to go all out and dressed as an elf and it was just nice to like you know be silly and dress up silly and run around in the snow with people and it was fun you know who we ran into at the quarry who aaron flint voices of montana oh yeah he was like, it was really odd to see all these Santas come in. It was very bizarre. I was like, it was SantaCon. You should have joined us. Yes. People were very impressed as we went bar to bar. Well, the bars were really impressed. I guess all the bars had really good nights on Saturday. You yeah. know, because one, everybody was having a good time. And apparently our group tips well. Right. Because we know we're kind of obnoxious. Yeah, we're there for a short period of time. We sing. We get people excited and drinking. And, yeah, and whatever. we're saying, here comes Santa Claus. Give me a drink. Da, 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 da. Slurp. Yeah, it was fun. Um, people definitely kind of dwindled off towards the end of the night. but uh, Well, yeah, some of us had to get food. Oh, oh. And I did fall on my ass. Nice. Crossing from uh, Miller's going over to the windbag. Mm. Walking on park, I hit a patch of super slick ice and fell right on my ass. And there were cars coming, so I couldn't just lay there and go, ow, 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 ow. No split pants, though? <laughs> no, because I, I literally, both feet went forward and I went down. Oh. It was a shoop, And I'm like, oh. Ouch. So my ass was sore the next day. So it was sweatpants Sunday. Oh. <laughs> That's the worst. That's this time of year. You're just walking like on eggshells all over town. Well, yeah, I think I need to get... Uh, have you guys seen yak tracks? I have, but I feel like... Don't know if I can wear those until I'm 60 or something. Well, you know? I think I should just get golf shoes with cleats because that'll yeah, work. Exactly. Or football <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Just make Why are you wearing golf shoes? Well, because hand. one, they're cute, and two, spikes. <laughs> Except for they would just go, shh. No, they have spikes. They have metal spikes. No, I know. Believe me, I golf. But they're. You golf? Oh, yeah. Really? 
I golf really badly. I was all on the golf team in high school. Okay, really? We should yeah. go golfing. We should totally golf. I don't know very many people that actually golf. I know so a ton of people who golf. I like finding people who actually golf. Well, and the the best part is so this cracks me up because I'm the world's worst golfer, but I have fun, mm-hmm. and uh, mostly because there's beer involved. Yes, um, <laughs> and driving around in the sunshine. Right. Well, no, I I like to walk. Oh. I, I think it's more fun to walk, but you do have to have somebody drive the cooler because yeah. I'm not carrying that exactly. shit. <laughs> well, I love golfing, especially on a nice summer day. Yeah, well, I have a bunch of friends that are uh, out at the country club, so we should go. Yeah. I think that'd be fun. Well, I don't have very many friends that golf, and I've um, taught a few friends how to golf, Mm. which is fun. I'm a really good teacher, apparently, but it's not the same. I like to, you know, play with people who actually know what they're doing. That's fun, too. Very cool. So So you were in the golf team? In high school. Which, by the way, being on the golf team is actually super pressure-induced. Like, you, you know... Oh, well, especially since Tiger has blown it up. Well, it's not that. It's that, you know, I was in on the golf team in high school in the early 90s, so Tiger was still an infant probably. But um, so like most sports, they're either team or individual, right? Mm-hmm. And yes, you but know. But golf is both. Right. Golf and track and field and cross country are both. Yeah. And but the thing and maybe this is just, you know self-focus but the thing about golf was that literally you're out on your own on the course somewhere and how it works is like you're playing other teams from other schools you um you're sent out to like hole number three with seven other players from other schools so you're not with your teammates the whole time right oh really no so you might see him on a passing hole and say hey how you doing blah 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 but by the end of it by the time you do your 18 holes then your score and all your teammates' score is, like, added up, and, you know, whoever has the lowest combined score wins. So what was really, like, so much pressure is that it's one thing when you're playing your own game of golf, and anybody who golfs knows just how, like, stressful it is at times, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) if you're actually playing for competition as opposed to just the beer and sunshine. And, you know, one stroke can... Throw it all off. Throw it all off. And if your one stroke is combined with your other five players and they all did really well, but you, you know, shit the bed, as I used to say, <laughs> or, you know, your one stroke, you know, makes your team lose or whatever. So it was just ultimately after four years of playing golf in high school and um, junior high and stuff, I just got to the point where I didn't like golf anymore because there was so much pressure on every single stroke. And not only for your own game, like am I doing well, but your teammates could have done great. And if you do horrible, you know, so I'm sure other sports are like that to a degree, but golf Mm -hmm. seems to be the most like, you know, precise in the sense that really each point like, well, matters. Oh, yeah. And, and, okay, not being an athlete, but having right. worked with athletics now for six years and um, and seeing what it is that those kids go through, I think that every sport has a level of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, because think about this. Think about the kicker in football who misses a field goal and so they lose the game. Or worse, misses That's the close. extra point. Exactly. And that happened to – that actually is how they lost in 2011 was if they had gotten the two extra points, they would have been ahead. Right. They would have won. So the guy who kicks the extra point, the person who misses the you know free throw shot, all that stuff, that's close right. to what golf is. You know, um, but golf I'm is sure like that on every single stroke. Every single stroke. Yeah. And you're like this individual and a team at the same time. And if anybody's listening to this, they're probably like, well, my sport also has – you know, I get it. But it's what made me not like golf for a while. So I was totally into golf and then I took like a hiatus – 
And then in college, for the first time, I went golfing with all of my buddies. I was one of those girls that primarily had guy friends, mm-hmm. you know. So I went golfing hold with on, all my hold buddies. On. Could everybody in the audience please <laughs> register shock? <laughs> Anyways, um, and one time in college, we actually went out and golfed and drank beer in the sunshine at the same time. And I was like, oh, my God, this is it. You this know, like golf yeah. under this microscope of pressure of being on a golf well, competitive here's the thing. team. Here's, here's what we should and do. And then when you go do it for fun, it's like a whole new world. Here's what we should do, because this is this will be fun. And it's actually a fundraiser that they do at Carroll. They have the uh, golf tournament. Mm. It's the SAA golf tournament. And they had it in... Uh, August or September. No, it must have been September. It was pretty late this year. Mm. Um, and it's out at the country club. And we put together a team, and it's 25 bucks a person on the team, because it was 100 bucks a team. Uh-huh. And um, Or maybe it's 100 bucks per person on the team, so it's 400 bucks. Anyway, it's a fundraiser. So I, pff, donation, you get to write it off. Right. Um, and it's a day of golf. And it's, you know, it's a Friday before the homecoming game, and it's right. always a big hoot, and you get to meet a bunch of people. And they're always good people to know, because the people that do this are all big fundraisers for Carol. And or big donors, and they're all they all tend to be very political, and be, mm-hmm. it'd be a very good thing. So that's and what we'll do money. next year. Yes, okay. we'll do that next year. That'll be yeah. fun because I get to do it. You know, I'm on the board. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, I definitely golf, and people are always amazed that I'm a pretty good golfer. I mean, I, part see, of it. I is, am the world's worst, and I that's I will okay. T- but but I totally tolerate bad golfers. But here's here's the funny thing. So I grew up on the golf course. My mm-hmm. house was on Cloverview, which nice. is right on the Bill Roberts Golf Course. So I could go golfing anytime because literally it's my backyard. Right. I could walk and go. And I had friends that were golfers in high school, and mm-hmm. actually they were friends from way back. Casey Hull being one of them, and mm-hmm. he was a phenomenal golfer. And he kept trying to teach me how to golf, and I was like, dude, it doesn't matter. I'll never get it. It's fine. <laughs> right. And we went out, and we actually kept track of my score one time, and I got over a thousand. <laughs> Um, That's not true. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because at one point I got into a sand trap and I just kept whacking at it. Well, He's see, like, That's 56, is, right, 70. Thing, you have to be very kind of patient and tolerant, which totally plays into my kind of one part of my personality. Uh, um, but I've golfed with a lot of people who are like really impatient and like you probably hit the ball 50 times. Oh, no, times no, no, no. no. What happens is I just get sand. to the point. Like I, I can hit the ball fairly far, but sometimes I just hit it wrong and it goes in the complete wrong direction. And it, it cracks me up because I know the <laughs> physics involved in it and right. it just, it makes me laugh. And I have the best time doing it. And so if, as long as people understand that I'm just going to go out there and have fun. Right. And sometimes I'll be like, ball's lost. How can you tell? Because it went that way and the <laughs> and, and that way to my right. <laughs> and the the green is over here to my left. <laughs> I'm not going to go look. And for I the was ball. aiming for the green, and it went backwards. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely. You know, the divot like goes farther have, than the ball. <laughs> I absolutely like to have fun golfing. Um, I grew up in a golfing family too, so mm-hmm. I also. Well, we used to do every ten strokes. You had to take a shot. So by hole nice. four, I was blitzed. <laughs> that sounds fun. <laughs> You had shots on the golf course. We did. We actually, um, the last time I went golfing with friends, I was actually in, where was I? I was in Portland. And I was just randomly golfing with a bunch of people from the hotel. Mm-hmm. And we had taken, um, <laughs> we had just, we had had the bar at the hotel, so we just bought the the whiskey bottles and took them with us. Mm-hmm. And we were out on the green. Holly and I decided that every 10 shots, was it Holly? Or was it? <sighs> I was drinking. Whatever. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> it was fun. Well, trust me when I say that my guy friends wouldn't have let me go golfing with them if I wasn't a pretty good golfer. Well, and that's good. So, but no, I'm not a good golfer. And, and I will fully admit that, you know, it's, I'm never going to be a good golfer. I'm not Tiger Woods. I'm much more sort of lost in the woods. <laughs> no, I think if you golf, you should just enjoy it. Like, I'm past the point of caring about all the details of golf. Right. And the one thing that I think it. is cool about golf is that unlike almost every other sport, you get to continue it past school. 
Um, it's a very, you know, football. Old people play golf. Yeah. Believe me, my yeah. grandparents still golf. You don't play football past the age of 30. You no. don't play. I mean, some people play rugby, but. <laughs> some people do tennis. Yeah. Tennis seems, ugh, you know, it was invented by a king. Hmm. Hmm. And tennis that would be the same king who died of syphilis. Like, so. I would like to know how to play tennis, but no. I know how to play tennis. You play it like this. You give a racket to two other people and then you sit down and have a drink. <laughs> <laughs> you are so athletic, Kevin. <laughs> I am oh, I'm the worst. So what are you doing since you're not hiking the mountain? Actually, I was thinking about that today. Um, I th- Maybe you I'm need some to think yak tracks was. for the mountain. I, th- I think I might buy some because I haven't been up the mountain. And I have, you know, I'm okay with going to the gym uh, a bit. I've been, I go about four times a week now, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always do at least a thousand calories on the uh, treadmill, mm-hmm. um, unless I'm having a really shitty day and I get on there and I actually hurt. And then right. I'm like, eh, not going to do that. And you know, and I've been doing uh, lifting weights and doing some other stuff and stretching. I want to start a yoga class, but the one that they have going on is at the wrong time for me. I keep scheduling filming around it. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I think I do need to get some yak tracks and go back up the mountain because I just haven't been in a while. And I actually, I really like that, which is very mm-hmm. bizarre to me that I enjoy. You miss it. I yeah, and I enjoy. You know, it's a challenge every single time. And even though I succeed, there's still things, you know, I want to do it faster. I want to get it. I still haven't made it all the way to the top without having to stop. Right. Because I'm like, eh, cramping up or I can't breathe. Mm-hmm. I just need a moment, whatever it is. And um, I don't want to do that, you know, and I don't think, you know. Well, really, a gym does not compare to being outside climbing True, around. true. And I got to figure out, you know, so I, I need to go down to uh, the base camp, the base camp, mm-hmm. <laughs> the base Local camp. business here in Helena. Local business here in Helena that has a, the guy that owns it, uh, a very cool guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Who owns it? I can't remember his name, but he's the one that's always in the commercials that okay. has the whistling ass. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, he has a very distinctive sound and it's the base sh- 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 <laughs> camp, the base camp. And um, he has a whistling ass and it's, <laughs> I it's, thought you said a whistling ass for a no, second. S, I get it now. Oh God. Other people <laughs> might've thought you said whistling ass. So I was just clarifying. Yes. He has a donkey that can do the, <laughs> the pledge of allegiance and whistle, <laughs> which is delightful. Um, where were we? Right. Anyway, base so camp. go to the base camp Hike and mountain. and get some stuff for winter hiking, <coughs> um, because I think I need to do it. You know, and it just it was really fun. Be careful if you do it alone. Well, and um, one of the things that they recommend is using ski poles. Mm-hmm. You know, so that Absolutely. you uh, have a little bit more. You know, so you look like a spider climbing the mountain, mm-hmm. but uh, missing. Well, if legs. you climb the mountain, everybody else will have ski poles, so you might as well. Yeah, and you know, it's one of those things, and I I just need to make sure that I have yak tracks and that I'm doing it right and good hiking boots, and I don't have any of this stuff. I mean, I just went up in my tennis shoes all summer, so. Right. Um, But yeah, something to do. Um, Probably going to get back into it. I actually saw on Facebook, somebody posted a picture this morning, you know, Helena in the snow, and it was from the top of Mount Ascension, and I was like, oh, I kind of missed going up the mountain. Right. And then I realized, as soon as that thought crossed my mind, I was like, who the hell are you? (laughs) (laughs) It's cold outside. No, it's up a mountain. What are you thinking? Well, you're past that. You are that person that hikes mountains. (sighs) I'm not. I'm the person who walks casually up a mountain. You still are. You can be (sighs) Henri and be the person that walks up. Oh, I'm always going to be Henri. (laughs) (laughs) That's not going to change. You can do both. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, that's, uh, what have we discussed? We've discussed lots of things. Hmm. National news, anything nationally you want to talk uh, about? Oh, there's some things I really want to say. <laughs> did you see them about the shooting you. this morning at the uh, yes. elementary school? But who did the shooting? Was it a kid or a an kid. adult? A kid. A kid. What age? Uh, I would assume elementary school aged. 
I don't, shot but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the details of it because I think there's still, you know, at this point we're recording the show. It's only about an, uh, two hours after it happened. Right. They're still probably getting all the details. All, all I know we know is, is that was at an there, elementary school. Right. There was a shooting at an elementary school, and regardless of any other reasons or insanities behind it, you know, there's in uh, the gun issue kind of makes me crazy because everybody goes, well, you know, we need to take care of the guns. We need to do this. We need to do that. And it's like, okay, these are the same people, and this is what cracks me up about it. These are the same people who, when you turn around and talk about drugs, they're like, well, we need to legalize it and make it a medical issue and do the da 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 I'm like, okay. So, but we're going to make guns illegal, which is going to mean that the people who aren't a problem have to lose their guns, but the people who are a problem are just going to be completely illegal. They've, they're doing illegal things with their guns. Mm-hmm. The gut, you know, it's a hard issue to talk about. And there are a lot of people who are like, well, you know, well, if we didn't have guns, okay, in an ideal world where guns hadn't been invented, we also wouldn't have mm, Western civilization because (laughs) gunpowder was part of China for a thousand years and they didn't develop a gun. Other countries managed to not have so much gun violence. I guess my question is, but that has nothing to do with the guns. That has to do with how we train and teach our people. What it is, is we have an education problem. We have a healthcare problem. I think everybody agrees with you on that well i would nobody hope so. doesn't disagree but the you know it's the whole the republicans are the, you know the side that goes well the guns aren't the problem well okay they're not the problem the crazy is the problem and you assholes keep saying that we can't have universal health care to take care of people right. and you keep getting crazies with guns who shoot people mm-hmm. it, we need to fix health care we need to fix these things that actually affect people mm-hmm. because you're right it's not the guns that kill it's the crazy that kills but you know what you know who's making us crazy you assholes but um bum not a joke. It's the I truth. I know. I know. I don't but know the how else line, to end the punchline is my fist. <laughs> no, I agree with you. You know the other thing though that I guess I don't know what's going on with me, but I'm really annoyed. I'm annoyed with people making things political to a degree. I mean, I wish when something happened. Are you still hearing me? Yeah, you just turned away from the mic okay. and, and you were talking to me. And I was like, yeah, you probably should talk to the people. It's kind of awkward. I'm talking to the people and I look at Kevin and whatever. So um, Go ahead. I don't know what's going on with me, but more often than not, I wish there was just like some sort of window when something tragic happens that we allowed ourselves to just acknowledge the tragedy as opposed to talking about the politics of it, you know, and that's not just for this situation. I just feel like lately things keep happening and maybe it's just the world that I live in. Um, but immediately, immediately everybody goes to the political. Oh no. Right? Well, that, that we Twitter, don't Twitter blew tragedy. up this morning and it was immediately, well, what's the NRI going to say about this? Should the children have been armed? I'm like, well, that would have been interesting, but probably right. a bad idea. And the NRA isn't stupid, mm-hmm. but they have their ideology. Or ideology, as I pointed out in my article, The Cliff. Did you read that? I haven't yet. Uh, I've been getting some interesting comments on that on Facebook, and it, from both sides of the aisle, which I think is funny. Um, read it. Uh, but do you understand what I mean? I'm not no, saying I that do. these things aren't political. I'm saying, like, can we have an hour well, part of it is After we don't something have... something happens, you know? Well, no. Can we have a day? Right. And here's the other thing that we should have. The shooter's name should never be acknowledged. The shooter should always be known as that asshole with the gun. Right. That's how it should be in every print piece. It should always be the same. It's, they never get any fame from it. They that never get to thought. do anything. This morning I'm big. getting ready, and the only reason I knew this happened is because it was breaking news on the TV, and usually it's like, you know, the Today Show playing in the background or The View or whatever. 
and they're, you know, Diane Sawyer's like, this thing is happening and it's horrible and we'll be back with more details and this is what we know. And, you know, right. and, and I'm just like, I don't care about all of that sensationalism. Right. I don't want to hear the guy's name over and over again or whoever it was. And I don't like, want to hear his reasons. Let's talk about the tragedy and, for a second. Well, you know? let's acknowledge the tragedy and shut the fuck up. Yeah, exactly. The reason people keep doing it is because it's fame and fortune and attention. Well, it's attention and they're in some sort of tragic situation. And instead of taking care of ourselves, instead of taking care of our neighbors... Mm-hmm. I think actually I can, I, this goes back to, I think 19, the suburbanization of the world, 1940 to 1960, mm-hmm. when suburbs really became big. I think that's where the problem started in the U S I honestly do. I honestly think backyards are the biggest problem. Mm-hmm. You know why in this, in, in construction of old houses, and this is how Europe still is because they built their houses 600 years ago. Right. Everybody had an alley out back, which is where you got rid of your trash. Well, you didn't have a backyard because you didn't want to sit with your trash. So you had a nice front yard, which was, you know, shared with your neighbors. And then the street was in front of it. So you knew all of your neighbors. Right. Because in order for you to have your space outside, you went outside of your house in front. There wasn't a fence that you looked over. Right. You didn't hide in the back. Right. And well, with suburbanization. Revolution, get rid of backyards. I think it, I think. My hand know, is up in the air. Right. It's, it's <laughs> viva la revolution. Viva la revolution, no backyards. Well, I think, it, I think that's what it is. People got backyards and then they have these private enclaves and they don't have to know their neighbors and they hide out and they don't know anybody. And it's easy to abstract away. They're just people and they become two dimensional. Mm-hmm. And once they become two dimensional, you don't care about them anymore. Mm-hmm. And so backyards are a fucking problem. Yes, I know that's crazy, uh, but Isn't that's going to be my camping. Written up a couple of years ago, that was like bowling for something or bowling something. It was all about how bowling we don't... for Columbine. No, that was oh, the, movie, the movie, but mm. um, which was also Michael Moore. We should talk about him someday. But um, there was some bowling. We should book. have him on the show. I bet yeah. we could do it. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I think that there's lots of reasons it happens. If there is a kid who's shooting. Other kids in an elementary school, the first question for everyone, before we talk about guns, before we talk about all this stuff, although gun policy is important because how does a kid have access to a gun? That's all I'm saying. Well, and and this is one of those things where it comes down to who's really responsible. And that kid, however he got that gun, mm -hmm. whoever owns that gun, they're ultimately responsible. responsible. They did not take the care to lock it. They were not good with their firearms. They have caused this problem. Yeah. Because the kid, an elementary school kid doesn't understand that a gun is a final thing. They don't have a grip on death. Hell, most adults don't have a grip on death. No, you don't have that until you're in your mid-20s. If then. According to, like, your actual brain development. So my question, why doesn't everybody immediately want to know what happened in that family system, in that, you know, social system, whether it's he was bullied or whatever? Something happened. You're not a kid who brings a weapon to school Unless something happened to you. Right. And, Just like and, you're not an adult who and does that the without question, something happening to you. The but question, certainly yeah, as a child. yeah. The question is very much not why did this student do this? The question is very much how did our society break down to allow this? Right. Because at some point, something's happening behind the scenes that we're not seeing and mm-hmm. we're not fixing. Right. And, you know, bullying is. is uh, you Huge. know, if I had to guess, bullying is probably the root cause of it because the kid felt threatened mm-hmm. uh, and needed to fix something. And it, either the parents weren't helping or he didn't have a way to communicate. Or, right. And I'm assuming it's a he. I don't know. It could right. be a girl. I mean, right. not often, you know, not often. But, you know, I'm sorry. Little girls are vicious. I've right. met several of them. <laughs> right. So I just and the thing is, I'm so sick to my stomach about the sensationalization 
Right, because news. they're going to make it about, you know, this and that and, and the oh, other. This, and, and, then, and then people will do an article about it. I mean, it'll just be all over the place for a while. And then we just had the Clackamas shooting the other day, which I still don't even know who did that. Like, was that a don't man know. or don't what know. were they pissed don't, off about? The mall. Have you been to the mall at Christmas? <laughs> We're not. That's not nice. We're laughing. Uh, Inappropriate laughter. Inappropriate laughter. But Um, you know what? If you don't laugh about these things, they they will kill you. But I just wish we took more time to, you know, not have it be so sensationalized. Have us acknowledge the tragedy and not from this sort of um, empty perspective. Yeah, and well, like part of acknowledging tragedy is why did this happen? Nobody really wants to know that. Well, and part of the way to avoid it in the future is to find the root cause. And that's not arguing about guns. That's mm-hmm. not arguing about education. That's arguing about where has our society broken down to the point that we would let a child feel so threatened mm-hmm. that he needed a gun. Yep. How have we as a society fallen so far? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you look at these other societies, like Switzerland is a good example. Everybody in Switzerland has a gun. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're the NRA's great argument. Everybody in Switzerland has a gun. Yeah, everybody in Switzerland has a gun. They know how to use it. They know everybody else has a gun. That's great. But you know what else? Swiss society take care of each other. educates and takes care of each other and has the social programs. I know that that's a black word for some of you people. Excuse me. I probably shouldn't say that. That sounded racist. I know that's a horrible <laughs> word for some of you people out there. But the truth of the matter is those social programs are what keep us safe. Right. If you want to have a safe society, it's not about whether you own a gun. It's whether you know your neighbors and your neighbors are going to stand with you. Mm-hmm. And then honestly... Guns will be less important. Right. Like people, like, you know, I, maybe everybody would want to have a gun or maybe people are like, I don't need a gun because I don't need to protect myself. From well, anything. yeah, that was the you discussion know? that I had on Facebook when Christy Allen Galusha's totally unfriended me. And it was because I was like, I don't know what you're shopping for at the Safeway that you feel you need a nine millimeter Glock with you. Right. But I go in there and I feel safe. Hence why it's called the Safeway. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the Safeway to shop. That's exactly. what they should have their new ad, ad campaign be. Like, we promise. You There's won't no get nine millimeter guns. <laughs> There's just bread. <laughs> and, and you soup. don't have to fight for it. And a deli with Chinese food that's tasty. <laughs> it's Safeway. Uh, we are so funny. Uh, so, yes, we, with kids, we absolutely have to look at what's happening. And then, honestly, most of the kind of mass shootings with adults mm-hmm. have some sort of domestic violence, intimate partner, homicide tie so the fact that we have all of this sensationalizing around why people shoot randomly Mm -hmm. they usually have some sort of like the person has lost control of the person that they are with desire whatever right or they're just pissed off because they've been bullied or whatever but we don't and 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 then nobody really wants to do anything about domestic violence or about you know why we feel like we need to control people in relationships or mental health and mental health is one of those things that dun 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 Yes, I am the soundtrack of your life today. (laughs) (laughs) And apparently I only have one song. It's dun, dun, dun. (laughs) No, I've made other noises. Uh, Anyway, um, (laughs) you haven't made the air quotes noise because we haven't used air quotes today. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) um, you know, health is one of those things. Mental health specifically is one of those things that's really hard to talk about because there's a lot of shame that goes in it. Oh, by the way, Matt Coons, happy birthday. He's the head of naming for the state. We love Matt. Uh, we do love Matt. He's awesome. I have known Matt since I was in junior high. I have known Matt since I was five. Oh, you want to fight? No. 
See no. who knows Matt better? No, I think that's great that, you, that we both have known him forever. I, I think it's funny because uh, he actually was, when we lived in Sunhaven, when we first moved to town, mm-hmm. he was diagonally behind Sunhaven us, uh, a neighbor. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, lived at 225 Anderson. Hmm. I lived on Elm, maybe? I can't remember in the street. But mm. it's that first street if you turn into the end part of Sunhaven, across from the golf course. Oh, cool. Anywho, Matt anyway. and I were in school together for ah, many years yes. and maybe went to a few K-ers in college and high school together. Mm. Nice. He's a good kid. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, happy birthday. Yes. Happy birthday to you. And you keep doing the awesome work that you're doing. But mental health is definitely one of those things that's really tough to get around. And it's one of those, you know, a lot of people don't put a lot of stock in how we help people. And certainly they don't put any stock into what's in the DSM. Is the DSM-5 out now? Is that what happened mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. DSM-5. People. All they need to do is watch a few like crime dramas on TV and realize what happens when mental health isn't dealt with, you know? But they see, and they just think that, well, shoot them. <laughs> uh, uh, they'll eat you. Exactly. Uh, whatever. <laughs> as long as you use all the parts. <laughs> no, but I mean, there's obviously degrees of mental health. And when we have seriously mentally ill people and we don't have systems that address their mental illness, whether it's schizophrenia or whatever. Or paranoia then, or anything. Exactly. Or, you know, you know but most, the inability to bathe. A lot of people end up with many of those um, disorders or whatever you want to call them because of lived experience as a child. So that's the other thing is like... It really, we have to deal with it at all levels. We do. And if we don't fix those things, we are going to continue to have issues with guns. Now, I, we're going to have continued issues with violence. And it doesn't matter what tool it is that they use. They're Mm -hmm. going to continue to be violent to themselves and to others. Because that's what mentally ill people do. You know, but I do in the session testify against many of the, you know, kind of let all the guns go free bills. Because, um... They frame it, they being the people who put forth those bills, like Representative Kearns and others and Wendy Warburton, um, because they frame it as if more guns equals more safety, and it's just not true. Um, Especially they try to say that, oh, well, all domestic violence victims and sexual assault victims or just women in general need to be, you know, armed and then nothing bad will happen to them. And that's absolutely opposite. I don't know where they get the, the idea that shooting someone would not be a bad thing. Right. And I don't know how you could be a decent human being and not realize that the violence that you inflict on someone else causes you harm. Mm -hmm. If you don't get that basic concept, come talk to me. I'll slap you around and show you. Right. Plus they live in this (laughs) worldview, which is that you're, you're at risk all the time. You don't even react. You're like, whatever. (laughs) Well, you talk about slapping me all the time. Uh, I don't ever slap you. Um, But they have this worldview, which is that, I mean, like Wendy Warburton carried a bill last session that was basically about whether or not employees could have guns Guns in their cars at work and her biggest argument for it was that women were most in danger between the front door of their office and the front door of their house she just said it as if it was absolutely true that i am most in danger because a few women in the world by the way have been attacked in parking lots yeah did you know that i've seen it on tv so let's say there's and this is just for example, I'm not saying this is real. Let's say there's three women who have been attacked in a parking lot outside of work. Mm-hmm. But there's a bazillion women who have been attacked in their home. Right. right? But she wants to use the stat that shows that there's three women who have been attacked in the parking lot to say mm. that this is a policy that is necessary. Well, and I'm like, a, no, actually, a... they're most in danger in their home. So, uh, with guns. Yeah. Well, here's, yeah, because they don't. But know. they live in a worldview where everybody needs to be scared out there. 
Like they need to be scared from. Well, they're terrified the other, out there, and that's right? that's the thing. They're terrified. I get that. Yeah. I understand that Creighton Kearns is terrified of the gays because mm-hmm. apparently we're going to fix his hair. I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to do to make it better because have you I'm seen sorry, it? It's horrible. If we dressed him up in drag, it would be so awesome. Creighton, will you can be Miss Barbecue Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it'd be delightful. You know, if everybody just kind of let go and kind of had fun, I think actually the session would be more fun if they, it would be more productive if they they had to, no, if they had to perform, if, if the, instead of the floor, it was a giant hot tub. (laughs) That would be so gross. Can you, I would never have run for office because I'm not going to be in a hot tub with all those people. Yucky. But what I was thinking you were going to say was no, that but, it would okay, be so much more fun. We'll have separate fun. hot tubs. But think about it. Think about it. Every time you're in a hot tub, you solve all the world's problems. Right. They're magical. <laughs> well, I was thinking you were going to say that it would be so much more fun if they ultimately had to like be in a talent show together or something. Oh, that would Which, be great. Which, by the way, they actually do. Because really? at the end of the session, they do this thing called the attache party, where all the lobbyists and legislators go, and it's like a fundraiser for something. But And all the lobbyists and legislators, primarily legislators, perform like skits oh really stuff and it's super funny and it's such an interesting thing you definitely have to come next year um they have they do it in april so they've all been working together for about three and a half months they all hate each other other. (laughs) yeah they hate each other they have been in committee with each other every day i mean imagine the house judiciary committee meets every day at 8 a.m except for Saturday and Sunday. So that is a lot of time together, and you end up hating the other committee members or loving them. But by the session ending, they do this thing called attache party where they do like skits and make fun of each other and make fun of leadership and make fun of things that happened in the session and the staff of the House and Senate partake. And every year I go, every legislative year I go, because it allows me to see them all as human again. And if we just could create more opportunities in that environment for people to have to interact with each other in a very human way. What difference would that make? How would we That'd be make less fearful of each it, other? Because these people end up being super funny. Some of the craziest Republicans that I've dealt with end up being the most funny in the skit, you know, and oh, yeah. they have really great hearts somewhere, you know, we just well, disagree and, on policy. Well, and here's the thing that I think is funny is they, they, and this was at the end of my, the cliffs thing. I was like, you know, it's not called ideology <coughs> or it's not called ideology. It's called ideology. The reason it's called ideology is because it rhymes with idiot, which you are one. If you, if you hold to it so fast that you don't realize that you can compromise to make things better. Right. And, um, uh, that's that's what we're running into is they don't realize that if they work together, they can get the things that they really need if they let some of the things that they don't really know about happen as well. Don't think that you have every answer. Ask they questions. Do. They do. Be smart and and let some things happen. You'll be okay. I promise. It won't cause you much angst. Hmm. It'll be fun. I don't know. I think if I was a legislator, I might have ended up dumber. <laughs> that was just for fun I just had to say that I might still be a little bit better <laughs> Unskosh Piquito <laughs> uh, Are we at an hour yet? Oh, I have no idea Alright uh, No, we're only 45 minutes Oh my god I know We are long-winded today We kind of are it's, uh, well, we did a really long show last time, so we can cut this shorter. We could, but we can also talk. We can also continue our discussion. We could move on to a topic that would be more fun. Fun. Yes, the holidays. Oh, the holidays are fun. What are you doing for the holidays? Just taking time off and avoiding people. Well, um, I do have some leave I need to try to take by the end of the year. So, my goal is between today's Friday the fourteenth. 
Uh, yeah. 16th and 17th are Sunday and Monday, so yes. 15th would be Saturday. You work backwards. Well, because I have a concert. <laughs> right. I know those days. So basically, from now <laughs> until next Thursday, I'm trying to get as much work done as I can because I really want to take off basically from the 21st until January 2nd. Um, we'll see if that happens. I always have that plan and then things come up that last week, but I have, you know, grant reports and things I have to get ready for next year and that kind of stuff. So my goal is to get as much work done next week as I can. And then, um, I'm not traveling anywhere for the holidays, but I'm hoping to like really, you know, stay home. And, um, I don't know if I've ever shared this before, but I have a tendency to need to find hobbies. And my hobby a year and a half ago before I started running for office for about two years before that was that I made jewelry. Mm. I'm, um, you're a I'm a beater. Um, and I love doing it. And so I want to, I had the space that was my campaign office and now I want to set it up so I can be crafty again. Mm. I'm not one of those totally crafty girls and I will never be like a scrapbooker, but I do like making jewelry, (laughs) but it ended up being a very selfish endeavor at first. It was because I love jewelry. And so I wanted to make jewelry Mm -hmm. because it's a lot cheaper to make your own. And then I started making things for other people. And I mean, I could be one of those people that like sets up shop at the farmer's market, you know, like when Jim I Ward. actually, yeah, when I actually get into it, I do a pretty good job. But so I'm going to set that up and hopefully have some of that. I'm going to, you know, do things like read books and Jen's kids will be here and we'll be hanging out. I think um, I've decided to treat my mom to a day at the painted pot and her and I can go and do some ceramics together and stuff. Nice. So just hanging out around here and trying to, you know, relax as much as I can before the session starts. So nice. How about you? Uh, well, uh, it's the run up to my concert this weekend. The Helena chamber singers have a concert, uh, Sunday and Monday night at seven o'clock at St. Paul's Methodist, right? which I keep wanting to call St. Paul's Lutheran. I don't know why not St. Paul's Methodist. So do you have to pay? Uh, yeah, it's $14 for adults, $8 for seniors, six for students. I think. What are you singing? We're singing the Bach Magnificat is the big piece that we're doing. And that is probably the most complex piece of music I've ever done. Mm -hmm. And I've done a lot of music, a lot of complex music, but this is definitely at the top. And who, how many people are in the choir? 45. Is it good? It's a very good choir. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. And I have a solo in the Magnificat and it is by far the most complex solo I've ever done. By like, I had no idea what I was getting into when I said yes. When they asked, when Steve Michelson asked if I would do it, I went and listened to a recording. And the recording I had, he's like, "It's the first tenor solo in there." I'm like, "Oh, okay." Well, it turns out it's the only tenor solo in there, um, which I didn't know at the time. And the recording I listened to actually had a tenor singing the soprano solo that Tamra is doing. Mm-hmm. And so I'd I'd heard that, and I was like, "Oh, this is beautiful. I'd love to sing it." No, that's not the piece I'm singing. <laughs> the piece I'm singing is uh, really, really fast, has these really, really long, skippy, jumpy runs in it that everybody else in the choir is looking at me like, glad I'm not doing it. <laughs> and I'm like, uh. um. so, um, so that'll be fun. Uh, so that's Saturday, so Sunday and Monday. Sunday you would have to go Sunday night because here's the deal. On Monday night, we have the, the big brouhaha with the hearing. Yeah. And Jamie texted me. He's like, are you Do you, you have any other there? gay people in this choir that aren't going to make the hearing then? I don't have any other gay people in the choir okay. that I know of. I don't Closeted think so. gays in the choir. There, well, there might be a couple that are just young enough that they're not out. Right. Um, but I... And, yeah. It's a choir. It's so not, you're not pulling too many people away from no, the and, um No, and I'm actually going to go to the hearing before to save space. I'll be there at like two in the afternoon <laughs> to, because apparently the church is thinking that they're going to get all the seats and I'm the asshole who's going to prove them wrong. Right. 
And uh, what I don't understand is why can't the city commission say this side is for proponents and this side is for opponents? Any other overflow goes into the other room. Why couldn't they do something as simple as that? Because the idea that you would separate us instead of saying that this is for citizens is really anathema to anybody. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, if you wanted to try to create more equal space in the room. Mm. Maybe. Mm. Maybe. I'm just going to go there in the afternoon because I have a bunch of writing and web work to do and I can do it there. So I'm just going to plug in my laptop and be sitting there and take up a whole pew. Well, hopefully we'll have more people who make it in the room because... Well, and then I'm going to be there to make sure that we have the space and then I'm going to leave to go to the concert and then I'll be back and I'll still be in my tux. And Jamie's like, it'll be the most formal meeting ever. I'm like, no, (laughs) it'll be fun because I'm really impressive in my tux. I dress up really well and I kind of scare people. Especially if I'm pissed off. So at that point, if things have gone wrong. Now, here's what I don't understand. What I really like is when men wear tuxes and then they have some sort of like um, silk scarf hanging down. No, I'll go get one. Yeah. Yeah. So when you show up at the hearing, if you could have a silk scarf and like part of your testimony would be throwing it over your shoulder. (laughs) You know, because it's just laying down like this, Mm -hmm. both sides. And then you get pissed and you throw one side over your shoulder. And you are <laughs> finished. <laughs> I Shoop. might die. I might die of excitement. Um, but at the very well, least, I like thing. that look with us. I think they're only, they're limiting testimony, which I don't think they can do. Well. Because it's a hearing. And I think they have to let everybody who wants to talk at a hearing get a chance to talk. Yeah, but that's what the legislature says they're going to do. And then no, they no, don't no, do no, that either. Well, the legislature doesn't have that rule, but I believe that the city actually does. Well. So it'll be interesting because that's what that's what happened in Missoula is that that's why they went until two in the morning because they had to let everybody speak, right? You know, and uh, I don't know what the city commission yeah, is going for. Have you for. heard that they scheduled like three other things that evening? Yeah, but those are going to be like really quick, or they're not going to be done at all because if they try to go after us, it's mm-hmm. <laughs> we're still going to be talking. And at some Hopefully. point, we're going to be singing "We Shall will Overcome." Show up. We need straight people there. We need gay people there. Yeah, we need our allies. We need anybody who gives a crap about this to please come. We need your bodies in the room. Yes, it might be annoying. Yes, you have children. Yes, you have other things to do. Yes, it's You're a in Monday a choir night concert. But please come. Yeah, you know, you do what you can, and 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 it is important. I don't. Uh, our city commission. Hmm. <sighs> hmm. Hmm. Trying not to say anything evil. But next week's show, different story. Yes. Actually, when is next week's show going to happen? Are we still going to go with... uh, I think we can do next week's show because I do think we want to talk about what happens with the ordinance. But then I think we should take two weeks off for the holiday. You do? Give people a break. Okay. Yeah. So we can do next week's show. Okay. And then... And then we will be back... uh, We're starting Mondays. Yeah, but that's... So we'll do the two weeks... Oh, right. uh, But you're going to be gone on the 7th. Um, I will be gone, but I think I can Skype. I think I can Skype and record it. I don't know. No, I mean, we can just do it. Okay. So we're actually going to take three weeks off Yeah, and we'll be back January 15th. Yeah. That'll be fun. Perfect. So yeah, we should get together next week and do this so we can talk about recapping the hearing. Should we have a guest? Should we bring someone else? Jamie could come. We could. That would be fun. If he's around. I don't know. Well, we could, you know, what we could do is do it on Tuesday right after the ordinance. Yeah, we have a meeting in the morning, but we could do it we maybe do in the Tuesday afternoon. afternoon. You know what we can do it Tuesday? We can do it at the brew house on Tuesday afternoon and have wine. <laughs> we can do it downstairs again. You can ask Jamie. That'll, well, we can ask a couple people. Yeah. We can ask Kim Abbott, too. Anybody who wants to. That would be fun. Join us. That would be fun. It'll be so, the holiday version of This Ends Well. Yeah, it'll be, you know, hopefully the... Uh, We've decided to be generous ordinance. for the Christmas and invite other people's voices to the table. Yeah, so we'll have wine. Huh. 
Sounds good. It'll be delightful. Do we have anything else? I don't. This was fun, though. It was fun. It was a good discussion. Mm -hmm. It was a good day. I think it ended well. I think it did, too. Bye. Have a good weekend.